I will rise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 93 on page 457, and Psalm 96 on page 459. The Lord is King, and hath put on glorious apparel. The Lord hath put on his apparel, and girded himself with strength. He hath made the round world so sure that it cannot be moved. Ever since the world began hath thy seat been prepared, thou art from everlasting. The floods are risen, O Lord, the floods have lift up their voice, the floods lift up their waves. The waves of the sea are mighty and rage horribly, but yet the Lord who dwelleth on high is mightier. Thy testimonies, O Lord, are very sure, holiness becometh thine house forever. O sing unto the Lord a new song, sing unto the Lord all the whole earth. Sing unto the Lord, and praise his name, be telling of his salvation from day to day. Declare his honor unto the heathen, and his wonders unto all peoples. For the Lord is great, and cannot worthily be praised. He is more to be feared than all gods. As for all the gods of the heathen, they are but idols, but it is the Lord that made the heavens. Glory and worship are before him. Power and honor are in his sanctuary. Ascribe unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the peoples. Ascribe unto the Lord worship and power. Ascribe unto the Lord the honor due unto his name. Bring presents and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. Tell it out among the heathen that the Lord is king and that it is he who hath made the round world so fast that it cannot be moved, and how that he shall judge the peoples righteously. Let the heavens rejoice, and let the earth be glad. Let the sea make a noise in all that therein is. Let the field be joyful, and all that is in it. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. 
as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 45th chapter of the book of Genesis. Then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood by him, and he cried out, Make everyone go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, Please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years, the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, thus says your son, Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen and you shall be near to me, you and your children your children's children, your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. There I will provide for you, lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty, for there are still five years of famine. And behold your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin, see that it is my youth that speaks to you. So you, sh you shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and of all that you have seen, and you shall hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck. Moreover, he kissed all his brothers and wept over them, and after that his brothers talked with him. Now the report of it was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brothers have come, so it pleased Pharaoh and his servants well. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, Do this, load your animals and depart, go to the land of Canaan, bring your father and your households and come to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt, and you will eat of the fat of the land. Now you are commanded, Do this. Take carts out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and your wives. Bring your father and come. Also, do not be concerned about your goods, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. Then the sons of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them carts according to the command of Pharaoh, and he gave them provisions for the journey. He gave all of them, he gave to all of them, to each man, changes of garments, but to Benjamin he gave three hundred pieces of silver and five changes of garments. And he sent to his father these things. Ten donkeys loaded with good things of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain, bread, and food for his father for the journey. So he sent his brothers away, and they departed. And he said to them, See that you do not become trouble along the way. And then they went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to Jacob their father. And they told him, saying, Joseph is still alive, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart stood still, because he did not believe them. But when they told him all the words which Joseph had said to them, and when he saw that the carts which Joseph had sent to carry them, the spirit of Jacob their father revived. Then Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Here ends the first lesson. Blessed art thou, o Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness. 
praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here began at the 31st verse of the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. And at the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, 
maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, we beseech thee, Almighty God, that we who for our evil deeds do worthy deserve to be punished, by the comfort of thy grace may mercy be relieved, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create making us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. There are two, I think, things to highlight about the, the Genesis passage for today. And, and the first uh, is, is its um, typological representation of the resurrection of Christ, that you, you've got the scene that, that strikingly parallels what we'll see on, on Easter Day. Um, you've got a Joseph who was, was presumed dead, gone, buried down in Egypt. Uh, who is now found instead to be alive, and not only alive, but to be ruler of all. And you've got the 11 brothers mirroring the 11 apostles who are, are there to see to, to whom he reveals himself, and as he reveals himself to them, they're, they're dismayed of, in his presence, uh, and he proves to them, much like Jesus in you know Easter, you know, it says, see my hands and my, my side, it's me. Um, and so 
this this is that a sort of typological representation of the, of the resurrection that we should be mindful of in the way the Old Testament kind of points us forward and 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 um, and, and and another aspect of it that that comes out is is the um, what we call the sort of uh, we might call the sort of double causation that that we've had the the um, the evil intent of um, of human beings selling a brother, uh, sending him off to Egypt, tragedy and 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 trauma and all this, <clears throat> which which so they meant it that way, but then God God uses that and and works His good through that so that now that becomes the means by which um, the family will be saved. And this again, this this sort of double causation mirrors the, the, the framework of Good Friday, where it is all a judicial execution, a conspiracy of Jewish leadership and Roman power to put to death the Son of God, but God means to use that as his way to save the whole world. And so um, this is a theme of life that, that we should should be aware of, um, because it, it, it's not meant to just be a look at that in the Bible, but that we see that God works in our own lives <clears throat> through the various events that are problematic, troubling, tragic, over which we had no control, where we were victimized, where we were stuck, and that that God uses all the events of our lives to accomplish his will. It's the clearest sense of what we mean when we say that Jesus is Lord. And we often fight against that with our own attempts to control things. Uh, and um, when we try to control things, we tend to cause more trouble. That's embedded in in the um, the Jacob story here, where Jacob uh, tried to um, accomplish the will of God on his own conniving and, and manipulating, and it ended up in his life being a lot harder than it needed to be. And he he he's brought to surrender at the end that way, and he he's, he'll say himself that he's lived a, a hard life. And so um, to connect this with the New Testament lesson of 1 Corinthians on love, I think that, that the experience of agape love that St. Paul is talking about in 1 Corinthians 13 is our own recognition of God's presence in our life this way, that, that we are loved and that God is working in all the things of our lives for his good in spite of ourselves, in spite of the fact that we we are in the Good Friday crowd that, that said, you know, crucify him as we will, and the way we've done our own subtle rebellions, yet he appears to us and says, um, peace uh, uh, to you. And, and the central point of 1 Corinthians 13 is about spiritual gifts. He lifts, you know, five of them, speaking in tongues, uh, prophecy, giving away all your goods, becoming a martyr, um, and faith. And his point is, if I exercise all these kinds of gifts, but my motive is more to control life or to to get what I want out of it, um, it doesn't amount to much. And that happens in church. We can have legitimate gifts and things we can do that we offer as a gift, but underneath the offering of it as a gift, there's a subtle hidden motive that, hey, if I do this, I'll get this from someone, or I'll get some recognition, or all this will happen for me in a good way. And so, you know, it, the growth into the, the motivation of, of agape is a process in our lives, a process of gradual surrender, but it can only happen 
by our own experience of God's love. Agape is not something we can manufacture out of our own hearts. It only comes as we recognize God's work in our own lives. As we recognize that work and we're kind of brought to that point to surrender, our then activity towards other people through our gifts operates in that free, as I've received from God freely his grace and love. Now I'm more able now to freely give what I have to others without needing any result from them. And this is why our operating in love or agape is always dependent upon our life for prayer, always dependent upon first reconnecting with God's love for us in our own lives. Only then can we act out of that love towards others. As, as first John says, it's not that we love God, but that he loved us. And then we are also to love one another. So um, God's providential ordering, we recognize that becomes the motive for, for our, own, our own love. Um, so a couple thoughts on today's lessons. O oh God, the creator, preserver of all mankind, we hallowed be cc for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Tuesday. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Thank you. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.